looking uh, to the Word tonight, and uh, I don't know about you, but I, I really came here tonight to do some, to do some transaction with, with the Lord. Uh, I don't mean that in a, in a business sense, that word transaction could sound like a, you know, a business transaction. Uh, I'm talking about a, a heart transaction, a relationship transaction. I want to pull on heaven tonight uh, so, so that the Lord would completely and totally have my heart uh, and that every good purpose that God has for this next year, that I'd be lined up with him and that those things would come to pass, that I would just get out of the way so that he could do whatever he wants to do in me and through me. Um, did you come tonight uh, wanting God to move in your life and to, to prep you and fill you up and to put you in perfect alignment so that whatever good things that God has for this next year will be ready to go right out of the, out of the gate, 2021, marching forward. Uh, so I just want to encourage you as we're preparing our hearts for communion, uh, let it be a time uh, that, that's anything but passive. You know, let it be a time where, where we're saying, Lord, by faith, we're, we're pulling on heaven. By faith, Holy Spirit, we're asking that you would fill us to overflowing as we would move into this next year. Uh, I'm so glad that we don't have to lean on our own strength and our own power. Uh, we don't have to lean on our circumstances, what's happening, what's not happening. All we have to do is lean on him. Uh, and that's good news tonight. So I believe that I just, I just in my own heart, I, I feel like there's just massive opportunity that's available for us. And I'm just blessed. It, it's just a joy to be um, not only seeking the Lord personally, but corporately. As we're all seeking him personally, we get to seek him corporately as well. So Father, I do pray your blessing. Lord, prepare our hearts uh, so that when we uh, take the communion elements later, uh, Lord, that we would be uh, just in that place to receive from you all that you'd want to do, to give ourselves completely to you tonight, just in a fresh way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so, uh, you, you know, <laughs> I, I, I saw this, uh, this meme on, uh, on Facebook where, you know, they showed the, uh, the countdown. Maybe a bunch of you have seen it, you know, the New Year's Eve countdown, and it was, you know, you know coming on midnight, three, two, one, and, you know, instead of it transferring over into 2021, you know, month, you know, day 31 of month 12, it went on to month 13 of 2020, and, and the guy just had this, ex this expression kind of like this on his face, like, oh, here we go. You know, uh, you know, like we said earlier, I'm sure there's not a lot of people just saying, you know, 2020 and all that was in it, you know, let, let's just keep it going. There's, there's, there's not a person on the globe, I would suspect, that, that's saying that. Now, that's not to say that God hasn't blessed and moved and that we don't have glorious testimony of his faithfulness in this last year. But, uh, you, you know, uh, there's, I, I suspect a lot that are saying, let's just, you know, fast forward and let's get this thing over. But, you know, as we turn, you, you know, the clock and turn a page on the calendar, you know, it, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that in the natural circumstances are just going to, you know, a snap of a finger and everything's going to be all different. And, and I think everybody in the room realizes that, right? You, you know, but there's a hope that in this next year, all that God wants to do, God will do. Uh, and there's something about closing a chapter and opening a new one that just just stirs the heart up. You know, that's why there's New Year's resolutions and, and New Year goals and people make plans from year to year and all these things. And I just want to encourage you as we step into uh, th this new year, as we step into January, you know, we can, everybody say can. We can go from one good thing to another 
even if there's bad and evil that's happening in our world, but that can only happen if we're going to purpose to seek God all the way. Right? So we can go from good to good with the Lord, but we have to just make sure that we're living in a place where our eyes are on him. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And so with this in mind, uh, we can have a better new year when we follow God's plan instead of our own. And, you know, I think there's a lot of things that, that, that have wanted and I suspect will continue to want to put a blanket on our pursuit of God's plan. It can be very disorienting when we watch circumstances come down the road and we say, I've not traveled this way before, what am I supposed to do now? But we can stay in a place where we say, Lord, my eyes are on you, therefore I'm following you and you will navigate. Come on, how many have ever done those, those games, whether it's been back in youth camp or uh, maybe on a, a business, you, you know, a retreat or something like that where, where you're blindfolded, you know, and somebody else is navigating you through a course, you know? It's not the most comfortable situation to be in, but my point is even if we're disoriented in the natural by what's going on around us, God's not disoriented and he will bring us through. We might not have it figured out step by step as we're going through, but we can have just absolute peace in him that he is walking us through and that we can go from good purpose to good purpose, even if those circumstances in the natural, seasonally, from time to time, in the, in the week to week, feel like they're wanting to press in on us. Can you say amen? So I want to camp out for a few minutes here in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 20. And it says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So man, the, the word's good. That, that's some good word there. Uh, let's, let's look, I want, I want to uh, look at three things. There's a lot more that we can take away from this, but just three things from this portion of scripture that we can take into the new year to make it the best year possible. I don't know about you, but I'm believing God for it to be the best year yet. If you, if, you, if you have things in 2020 that feel like the enemy robbed and the enemy stole, God promises us in his word, the enemy's got to pay back. And when he's caught and he's exposed, sevenfold return on whatever he has stolen. Can you say amen? So let's just believe God, 2021. Uh, now, I'm not doing pie in the sky. I'm not Pollyannic, like, you know, hey, hey brother, are you watching what's going on in the world around us? I'm talking about despite all of that, because God is our God. 2021 can be the best year yet. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. Praise God. So let's look at three things from Ephesians 5. Number one, it says to be careful. So, so let's talk about that. Uh, 15 to 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, 
but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, to be careful there, it doesn't mean be full of care and worry and anxiety, right? This is the Lord talking, and this is an instruction for us. You you know, this is the Holy Spirit through Paul saying, uh, be careful. In other words, be sober, be purposeful, intentional, be wise. Don't be um, just haphazard and, 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 you know, quick to the draw on, on how we approach. Be careful. Those are two words that I heard so much growing up from my mom. Anybody else would you say, you know, hey, church, I am 50 years old, and I want to tell you on Wednesday when I left my mom's place, she said, be careful, (laughs) right? And I heard other things, be safe, don't rush, take your time. I can't tell you how many times I've said, mom, you got to get going, there's an appointment at the church, and she'd say, well, take your time. You know, so, so th- this is, you know, the context here. It should not be new for us to understand what, what the Lord is trying to get across. It, it's not just for our, our physical well-being like my mom was talking about. It's also for our spiritual well-being. And, and this is what Paul is saying to the church in Ephesus and gives a couple of areas to actually be careful in. So as we read, it says, be careful with time. Be careful with the use of time. And the Bible does tell us to use our time wisely. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now, now when it says be careful with time, it doesn't say be driven, be workaholic. When God says be careful with time, he also talks about the rhythms of life and, and Sabbath rest to be a part of our life, you know. Uh, so to say we're careful with time doesn't mean that we never stop. It just means that we, we do time on purpose. Well, that, that we invest our time rather than wasting our time, right? And, and how many know it's the most valuable treasure that we have. It's more valuable than anything else is time. And there's only so much of it available. And once it's over, we can't go back and get more. We can't redeem it. The New King James Version of Ephesians 5.16 tells us to redeem the time. So uh, one way we can do this as we look toward a new year is to leave the past behind so it doesn't mess up our present and so it doesn't mess up our future. So we could talk about that in the short term of 2020, um, or we can talk about that in, in a much broader picture. Is there anything that we might be wanting to carry into this next year that we have to look back and say, I really don't want to carry that into this next year because I don't want my past to make up, mess up my present. You know, Now that's not to say when the Bible tells us to leave the past behind, it is wise for us to learn and to extract from our past wisdom and lessons so that we can grow in wisdom moving forward, right? Um, but we don't want to be living in the past and we don't want to be tripped up. Will Rogers, uh, humorist and newspaper columnist, columnist said, uh, don't let yesterday use up too much of today. I thought that's just so wisely put. In Philippians 3.13, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So, you know, we read that Paul doesn't forget his encounter with Christ. That's part of his testimony. He doesn't forget the, the sin and the sinner that he was and how God delivered him and brought him out of that. But he forgets the things that would trap him, the things that would chain him, the things that would trip up what God wants to do today and what God wants to do tomorrow. Can you say amen? 
So uh, thinking about what might have been, what we could have done differently, um, it, you know, there, there's a wisdom in looking at those things so that we don't make the same mistakes, but we don't want to dwell on those things. Another place where we can be careful is with opportunities. You know, we, we, were, we were encouraged that here. And Colossians 4, 5 says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. You know, that's one thing that looking back and reflecting has done well for me. I can think of a time, uh, I have mentioned this in, in previous sermons, uh, a time in particular where I was so disinterested so not available to God speaking to me about what he was trying to do in that season right there. I was thinking too much about the future. And I wasn't thinking about God, what are you wanting to do in the now? And because of that, I wasn't thrilled about the now. I was uh, in, in, you know, a secular employment uh, with, with a, a pursuit of you know, pastoral ministry. And, and all I could think about is how much I wanted to get to the point where I could serve God. And you know what? I missed the opportunity to serve God. I missed the making good of the opportunity that I had in that place. And the Lord even showed me there were some things that he wanted to do. It, it, it was in a prayer time and, and the Lord was just showing me, I wanted to do this, I wanted to do this, I wanted to do this. But you were home. You, you were looking at, you know, what was coming next. And, and so, so that was a learning experience to say, all right, it's important for me to now, wherever I am, do my best to, to live where I am, right? If not, what do we call that? We call that destination disease. And if we're not careful, you know, the, the kid in junior high can't wait till he gets to high school. The kid in high school can't wait till he's driving. The kid who's driving can't wait till he's in college. The college student can't wait till they're finally working a job, you know. Uh, then they can't wait till they're married and can't wait till they're having their first kid and then can't wait till they're retired. And, and in the meantime, if we're so much, now, now God wants us to live in light of these things, but if we're living with destination disease, we're not stewarding what he wants to do now. You know, he's, we're not stewarding what he wants to do in the moment. You know, so, so uh, carpe diem is a Latin phrase which means seize the day. You know, and it's a great reminder. All right, Lord, so what is it now going into 2021? What do I got to learn and what do I have to uh, uh, pull out of this last year? And Lord, what do I have to jettison? And what is it that you want me to give my attention to now as we're moving forward? So uh, we want to seize every day for God and, and make every opportunity that presents itself count. But hey, how many know there are opportunities that will come down the road, but they're not from God? You know, so, so we need to be able to discern and understand, okay, so God doesn't say uh, jump at every opportunity. It said make the most of every opportunity. And, 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 and certainly we want to know what's coming from him. And we can't do everything, but we can do everything he has set for us to do. So, uh, hey, how can we discern and filter whether it's something that, that's an opportunity from God? Well, we can make sure they pass the great commandment and the great commission test. The great commandment test and the great commission test. So the great commandment test is whether the opportunity draws us closer into a more loving relationship with God and with others, right? So something comes down the way. Am I going to grow closer to God and others in this? If it is, man, let me try to grab this opportunity. You know, this, this is a, a God opportunity that's come my way. What, what's the great commission test? Well, it's whether the opportunity is one that will further the kingdom of God. 
does it help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ? If it does, and if it passes that test, man, let me try to make the most of that opportunity uh, because it's one that God has put in front of me. And Paul was all about opportunities that pass these tests. We can look at it in Galatians 6.10. It says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. So that certainly passes those tests, right? So, and then, then we're talking about being careful, right? I want to talk about one more thing uh, in regard to being careful that we can pull out of Ephesians here. Uh, and it's be careful to seek God. To be careful that we are living in a place where we're seeking him. Notice it says that we're to be careful with our time and our opportunities because the days are evil. Right, so we're living in these evil days. So, so hey, if we want to ask, so if the days are evil, how do we overcome evil? Well, it's the Lord that overcomes evil. We overcome evil when we're seeking him and we're walking with him. Right? Pretty straightforward. Titus 3, verses 3 to 5. Paul gives us this piece of, piece of advice to Titus and, and to us as well. Uh, At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. And so it's, it's in that salvation, that kindness, and that love of God. As we seek him, as we walk with him, it's the Lord that overcomes evil. And so we seek him first in our decision making. We seek him uh, uh, for his plan and his good purpose for our lives. Right? Probably we've all heard this, Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So really what, what the Lord is saying is that we need to be more spirit-centered than self-centered. And you want to know what? When the heat turns on, when the pressure comes down the road, what, what's the, the tendency, what's the knee-jerk reaction as human beings is to worry about self. Right, you know, when, when when we look at the front end of 2020, and you know, there's talking about things like toilet paper shortages, you know, and food shortages, and you know, I, I remember seeing things online that like, hey, it's been confirmed, the National Guard has been called, like, you know, the apocalypse is here, you know, and then you watch the way people act in the grocery store. You know, I mean, hey, let's look at it in our wonderful Christmas season. You know, tis the season. Not at ShopRite it ain't. I'll tell you what, man. I tell you, you know, plenty of opportunity to say, you know, I, I hear Pastor Maureen. Lord, I forgive them. Lord, I forgive them. Lord, I forgive them. Lord, I forgive them. You know, I, I mean, right, right when, when stress and pressure and, and, and all of that crowds in, it can be easy to lean in uh, to, to being self-centered. But if we're seeking him. And and our eyes are on him and we live in that place, then we're going to be spirit-centered. So we need to be careful as we move into 2021. Let's look at second, we need to be filled. Ephesians 5.18, so don't, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Hey, that, that's an appropriate verse on New Year's Eve, isn't it? It's pretty, pretty much the, uh, the, the national, international pastime. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So again, this is a Spirit-centered life over one that's ruled by the carnal life. One pastor said, uh, this refers to our being so under the Holy Spirit's control and leading that our thoughts and lives 
are entirely taken up with the things of God. What, what, a great, what a great place to aspire to, right? The reality is that we really can't be effective in this life without the fullness of the Holy Spirit. You know, we're a, we're a spirit-filled church. That's our doctrine. You know, that, that's our heritage. That's our background. But that's only as real and manifest as we are pursuers of the Lord, as we are filled with his spirit on a daily basis, right? Can you say amen? Otherwise, it's just our theology on paper somewhere, right? Uh, so if we're going to make a difference in the lives of our family, our community, uh, then we need to be filled to fullness with Holy Spirit. Come on, how many would say tonight, Lord, on this New Year's Eve of 2020, fill us Holy Spirit. Fill us to overflowing. And, and, and you know, what does that look like? A.J. Gordon, uh, one of the founders of Gordon-Conwell School of Divinity, I thought this was such a cool story, told, of be, told the story of being at the World's Fair so he's at the World's Fair, and at a distance, he sees a man pumping uh, at one of those old hand pumps, you know, like those, those well water hand pumps, and he's pumping it furiously, you, you know, and, and he looks and he says, man, that's, that guy's really pumping water, like he's, he's not getting tired, it's really remarkable, he didn't slow down one bit, and he's watching him, and time is passing, and he's just still going. And then it piqued his interest, so he began to make, to make his way closer and then when he got closer, he discovered it was a wooden man connected to an old-fashioned hand pump, powered by the water that made the electricity, and the electricity caused the pump to operate. So you might be like, wait, wait, what did you just say? Therefore, the man was not pumping the water, the water was pumping the man. That's the place that we want to be is where, you know, we're so filled with the Spirit, it's the Spirit pouring through us. What people see, the moving, the action that, that they see from us, it's, it's the Lord. What a beautiful picture of the Holy Spirit at work in the life of the believer. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, we do in this life, what we do is not from our own effort. It's rather from the Holy Spirit that's at work in us, enabling us, empowering us to live the holy life that's pleasing to God, to walk out the things, the advancing of his kingdom in us and through us. So interesting, it, where, in Ephesians here now where it says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Actually, the word that is used is in the present tense. So it means to continually act on a daily basis. You know, we can think of it this way. Uh, I, I can remember in the days of training uh, for flying, uh, for, for my private pilot license that I got back in 2007. Uh, so it's in a Cessna plane, and, and it's a, one of those high-wing planes, and the gas tanks are in the wings. And so what you would do before you got in the plane, you had this, this little device, it was a cup that had a pin in it, and you would go around, and there was these little where you would go around and you would check in each wing and then on the bottom of the plane you would, uh, uh, you know, put the pin in the sump. It would release some of the fuel into this clear cup and then you would look in the wing and you'd say, is there any water that got in the fuel? How many know water in a gas tank is not good in a car? How many know water in the gas tank is really, really not good in an airplane? In a car, you can pull over. In an airplane, it's a little more complicated, right? You know, so you'd be looking and the water and the fuel would separate from each other. So you'd be able to see and the water would sink to the bottom. So you would basically, if there was water, you would just keep checking until the water was gone. But it was interesting, at the end of the day, 
every day they would make sure the fuel tank got topped off. They would make sure both wings, the fuel, got filled to the top. Otherwise, during the night, water would get in and you'd almost be guaranteeing water getting in the tank. You know, this idea of constantly topping off. I'm trying to paint a picture of, you know, where he says, be filled. We could really say it this way to understand better. Paul is saying, Holy Spirit through Paul, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Right? Don't be, you know, drunk with wine. Don't be filling up with things that, that are leading to debauchery and bondage and all that. But be being filled. Keep getting topped off, you know, with the Holy Spirit. You know why? Well, I heard a preacher, I don't know who to originally attribute it to, but they said it this way. We leak. You know, so we need to be filled up. Or you could say we, we use up gas and the tank needs to be topped off. Can you say Amen. All right, so we're talking about being careful. We're talking about seeking God first and staying a seeker and being filled with the Spirit. The last thing we're, we're going to pull out of Ephesians here um, is be thankful. So we hit on this uh, just a little while ago at Thanksgiving, but in verses 19 and 20, it says, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. By the way, let me just pause there. Songs and hymns. Wouldn't it be cool in this next year if we did what the Scripture said here? speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You know, I was thinking the other night, the family we had on that movie Elf, you know, Will Ferrell, you know, and he meets his dad and his dad thinks he's a, a, a singogram, you know, and he says, well, sing me a song, you know, and Will Ferrell starts, uh, okay, dad, I'm singing you a song. I just met you now. You don't know me. I was adopted. I'm your son. You know, and, he, and he's just, you know, and I thought, you know, that might be kind of how it sounds at first. If we started singing to one another, what would it look like walking into church? You know, God bless you, brother. It's really nice to see you, you know, but you know, I have heard people under the inspiration of the spirit sing out just, and it just thunders in the spirit, you know, and, and I know, uh, you know, I, I'm not gifted as a singer. Maybe there's some of us that are not gifted. Maybe what we could do is start off singing songs to our own spirit as the Lord would lead us in our own worship time, spontaneous songs. I, I, I would say an encouragement could be uh, when we gather for corporate worship and there's times in between to just lift up our voice and let a song come out. And just let it be whatever it is. I think it's something that the more we allow it to crack open and come off of our lips, we will see that what, what's in our heart for the Lord. First of all, our heart will, will fill. And then what's in our heart will pour out and will fill more and more will pour out. And, and we'll, see, we'll see something really, really neat happening uh, in, in, in our times of praise and worship. Because when, when we allow our own, our own heart filled with the Spirit, being, be being filled with the Spirit, singing unto the Lord. Can you say amen? So I was just really stirred with it. I wanted to throw that in as an extra. Uh, but we're talking about being thankful here. So it says, make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, complaining is the enemy of thanksgiving. And there is a lot in the natural to grumble about. Let's be those going into 2021 that make the decision. How many know your mouth, your tongue, instrument of life and death, instrument of the creative power of God or instrument of the creative anointing of the enemy? 
you, you know, j- just aligning with doubt and unbelief and what's not, what, what's not working or aligning with the good purposes of God. Philippians 2.13, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. So when, when we, I, I want some balancing statements here. So, so to be positive and thankful and to not complain and not grumble doesn't mean that we don't stand up It doesn't mean that we don't push back. It doesn't mean that we don't speak the truth. And it doesn't mean that we don't confront. Amen? But when it's done in a spirit that's been washed in gratitude and thankfulness, there'll be a power to it. There'll be this this picture of shining like stars in the universe. You know, this, this picture of, of, of God being able to pour through us in, in, um, in, in what we're, we're talking about, what we're standing up for. So, man, I tell you, I think that that's, that's I, I could see why seek God and be filled with the Spirit is put before being thankful. Because number one, that's hard to do in the natural, <laughs> you know. And, 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 and uh, number two, we, we need, as we're, as we're filled with God's Spirit, as we're seeking Him, we can see through the eyes of faith. You know, I had a situation just today over at the ShopRite. Can I, can I vent just for a brief second? Coming in for a landing, I promise. So it's the items of 15 or under line. The lady had like 40 items. I might be slightly exaggerating, but it was 30. Does anybody else beside me want to tell somebody mathnasium is right down the street? You can learn to count, you know. Why? Because it's something about injustice. You should be on one of those other longer lines. But instead, the person who decided to shop in small pieces so I could get in and out of the store that was packed, you know. But you want to know, I saw her look at her cart. I saw her look at me, and, and she's just kind of, if, 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 I don't know what was in her heart, but if I didn't know better, it was like, yeah, so, you know, because I'm looking down, I looked at the sign, I looked down, I looked at her, she looked up, she looked down, and, and, and you know, I thought to myself, you know, I, I could either be in the flesh here, or I could just walk in faith. You know, and there, the, I had just had that moment of, do I, do I trust, so, Best case scenario, she just isn't getting it. Worst case scenario, she's trying to get her eyes out of me now. And I thought, you know what, let me just keep my eyes on the Lord. And the greatest thing I could do is just not let this bug me. And the lady behind me, she got so bugged by it, she couldn't even stay in the line. She had to move, you know. And I thought, Lord, I'm not going to get roped in. I'm not going to get roped in. I'm not. Because she was saying it loud enough. She wanted me to turn around and be like, I know. Let's stone her. You you know, kind of a thing. You know, but I just thought, you know. My my whole point is, you know, gratitude. Okay, Lord, my eyes are on you. You're good. This doesn't matter. If if, if this, how she lives doesn't matter for me. I'm going to live how I live. You know, and it just turned into something that really was slightly aggravating but didn't get me into a point where now others have dictated how I feel, where now I'm not grumbling and complaining by what's going on around me. Can you say amen? Hey, I'm going to ask uh, Pastor James if, if he would kindly make his way back. Uh, we're we're going to start to wind down and we're going to wrap up and get ready to take communion. First uh, Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we can give thanks to the Lord because we know he has a purpose that's bigger than what's going on around us, right? Even when we read about some heavy, heavy things that happen in these last days, God's got a a redemptive purpose for his people in all of it. 
Did, did you hear that? There's a redemptive purpose of the Lord in, in everything that's coming down the way. And if our eyes are on him, if we're careful on how we live and we live seeking him and, and we commit to living in a place of thankfulness and gratitude, then, then we're going to be able to stay plugged in to that good redemptive purpose. We're going to stay filled with his spirit. So church, the new year is upon us. Will we make it the best year we can by being careful, being filled, and being thankful? Or will we be tossed about by whatever happens around us? Will we simply let it be more of what has been? Church, I think in the natural, I think that in, in the natural, we've not seen the breakthrough. Would everybody agree? Right, it's safe to say that. I'm not saying that in doubt and unbelief. I know God's got the victory. But in the natural, we've not seen the breakthrough. So when we get up tomorrow and, and we think of all of the things that come to mind with new year and new chapter, the greatest thing we can do is, is take God's advice that he gives us here in Ephesians. Um, will we turn better in light of all that's going on or will we turn bitter? it's really ultimately going to be left in our hands. But we can determine today to take it all to God and receive his grace in our time of need, to just lean on him every step of the way. And he's got great exploits that he wants to do through each of us. Can you say amen? Hebrews 4.16, so let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we can receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So as we get ready to take communion together, watching online, if you have your communion ready, Pastor James, thanks, just for in the background. I just want us to linger just for a moment. Just want, want to consider these things. The, first of all, let's begin with understanding this precious communion meal that we have is always the remembrance. It's always grounded and founded in Jesus' body was broken for us and his blood was shed for us. He conquered it all. And as he reigns as the Lord of our lives and Savior of our lives, it means that in him we conquer all. And as we take this communion together, it is a time to reflect on all that's provided in the atonement, all that's provided in what Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection power. But you know, it's also a time to contemplate it's fellowship with him. It's time to say, Lord, just as, as the worship was perfect for tonight, I'm just, Lord, give me a heart that's abandoned to you. Lord, I just, I just give you everything. I think that's the appropriate focus for us this evening. Lord, I just, I give you all that I am in, in this time as we prepare to take communion. Lord, I'm letting go of whatever has to be shed off from this last year. Maybe some, you know, this brokenness that came. Some, maybe it's, you know, nothing short of trauma. Maybe for others, you're, you're in the battle right now. But it's just knowing, God, you, you are, you are with me, you are in me, and you are bringing me through. And I'll be careful on how I approach my time. I'll be looking for the opportunities. And Lord, May it be in this next calendar year that we, your people, will live more full of your spirit, God, maybe even than we ever have in our lives, that we would top off every day 
that we would be being filled with your spirit. So just as we're preparing our hearts now, Holy Spirit, we are asking, fill us. We receive. We're not passive now. We're stirring our faith and we're saying, Holy Spirit, we receive. Jesus, we even ask now, would you, going into this next year, baptize us afresh and anew. God, may it be in this next year, around this room, as a sampling and a representation of all that call grace and peace home, those that are watching online, the sampling of all that call grace and peace home, may we be those, Lord, like never before, like never before, Father, like never before, that would sing in the Spirit, that would speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making joy, making melody in our heart. I pray, Lord, loose that now. I pray, release that now in the name of Jesus. God, like never before, show us individually how to live as spirit-filled people, as those that are being, being filled. And Lord, then as we would come together, show us how to be, being filled. God, even in this season where we have these, these protocols and the masks and the separation and all that would be obstacles, show us, Lord, how to live as your people filled with your spirit. Show us how to be those that would live seeking your face, oh God. And finally, I pray, Lord, wherever there's been grumbling, Lord, just power wash it out of us now by your spirit. Wherever there's been complaining, wherever there's been thanklessness, Lord, wherever there is cynicism, doubt, skepticism, Lord, blast it all out of our lives now. Fill us, Lord, with a song of thanks. And Lord, stir our hearts when we would lean in to grumbling. Father, we, we say many times in communion that we come and we bring our heart. Lord, we come and we bring our mouth before you going into 2021. We bring our lips, our tongue. Lord, let it be that what flows out of our face every day in this next year. Let it be more life-giving than it's ever been. Let it not be back and forth fresh and bitter, fresh and salty. Let it be that there's a Holy Ghost restraint on our lips, that it's only what's of the Spirit, only what's edifying, only what would bring joy that comes out of our face. Lord, we give you thanks for it. So in all of these things, as we prepare for communion, thank you for what you did on the cross. We ask all of these things because Jesus is Lord, because you died, you were buried, and you rose from the dead. So Lord, we are receiving all of this. Lord, there are individual plans. There are things that you've already spoken to us that you have us, that we would resolve to do in this next year. Lord, we commit those things into your hands. Lord, for those that are lacking purpose, those that are disoriented going into 2021, grant your purpose. Grant wisdom and understanding and knowledge to every good purpose that you have for us, your people, personally, uh, in our families, in all our spheres of influence, God. So, Lord, we commit ourselves. We say we're yours by faith in the name of Jesus, truly believing you that regardless of what is before us in the natural, we don't know, but you know, regardless of it, we say we are all yours in faith as we take communion now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's partake. Amen. And amen. So according to our clock right there, it's 814 on December 31st. 
let's let it be a line in the sand for everything that we have purposed, that we have transacted with our Lord, our King, our Savior, our God, our very best friend, that we have transacted with him, saying, Lord, we're all yours. We're pressing in. We're moving on. We're seeking your face. And we're going to walk out your good purposes. How many would dare to believe? How many would be ready to take the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit and say, God, in me and through me, this next year will be the best yet. Can you say amen? Lord, in me and through me, Lord, because of who you are, this next year will be the best yet. Father, we thank you for it. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And can you shout amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord.